Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Our God and our Father, it is another opportunity to hear your word. We do not have the wisdom to interpret your word. We ask that you inspire us to preach to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are looking at um, Psalm 130. And um, the topic I want us to concentrate upon is a cry to God for help and forgiveness. A cry to God for help and forgiveness. And um, I want to divide the psalm into four parts. A cry from the depths, verse 1 and 2. A cry for forgiveness from God. Verse 3 and verse 4. Patiently waiting for answers from God. Verse 5 and verse 6. Joyfully hoping on God. Verse 7 and verse 8. Let's look at the first uh, part of that um, psalm for the sake of emphasis uh, may I quickly read verse 1 and 2 out of the depths I have cried to you O Lord Lord hear my voice let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication the key word in this part of the psalm is debts. The word debts. The word debts means a place of deep and overwhelming danger. The word render debts is from the Hebrew verb amak, which means to be deep. To be unsearchable. It will apply to anything low, deep, or profound, 
as the ocean, a pit, or a valley. I understand that the depths the psalmist is referring to here is the depths of sin. But however, there are also depths of poverty. There are depths of sorrow. There are depths of mental trouble. There are depths of confusion. There are depths of sadness. There are also depths of pain. May I opine that the best man may sometimes be in the, in the depths. All great men sometimes may be in great trouble and affliction and utterly at a loss as to what to do. Jeremiah was cast into the dungeon. Daniel was cast into the den of the lions. And Jonah found himself in the belly of the fish. Job lost his wealth and health to the extent that his wife said to him, are you still holding on to your faith? Why not curse God and die? In other words, she, 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 she has decided to become a voluntary widow. Cause God and die. I'm ready to become a voluntary widow. All great souls that have ever trodden on this planet had their own quota of trouble or challenges. Gold cannot be gold unless it passes through high-density fire. He who wants a place in the sun should expect some blister. To get the honey, you must go to the beehive. And when you go to the beehive, you should expect, you should know what to expect. Challenges are forerunners of advancement. A man's adversity is always God's opportunity. But the good news is that a cloudy morning does not signify a misty day. So, in the midst of the confusion, the psalmist enjoins us to resort to prayer. God affords us the opportunity to call upon him from the depths. A prayer may reach the heights of heaven and moves the hand that moves the world. It is that hand that moves the world that can rescue us from every horrible pit we find ourselves. May be the pit of sin, may be the pit of sorrow, may be the pit of sickness, may be the pit of confusion.
a cry for forgiveness. Verse 3 and 4. For the sake of emphasis, turn to your Bible. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. If the Lord should mark iniquities, who could stand? The word mark, I know in, your, in the translation we are using, it's a different word there. But don't worry. The word mark factually means to take account of or to retain in order to remember with a view to punishing the offender. Who could stand? To stand means to be justified or to be absolved of one's offenses. Therefore, what the psalmist is saying is that if the Lord should retain our sins, if the Lord should retain our iniquities, who could be justified? This is a cry for forgiveness. The more we get to know God, the more we realize how sinful we are. The more we have a special encounter with him, the more we realize that we are not worthy to stand before him. No man has a special encounter with God and remains the same. When Jacob had a encounter with God, there was a change. Any individual who comes into the presence of God and has this special encounter with Jesus, the life of that individual doesn't remain the same. There must be a remarkable change the moment we get to know him. When I encountered Jesus as a teenager, I knew something new happened to me. And the decision I took has helped me through the years to this point. My first encounter, I could recall how sinful I realized I was. How I shed tears before the altar of God. Asking God, here am I, use me. Singing the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. So the more we get to know God, the more of him we need. And the more sinful we realize that we are. In the course of my ministry, I've seen armed robbers give their life to God. In the course of my ministry, I've seen drug addicts give their life to God. I'm sorry to say, in the course of my ministry, I've even seen Imam who had a special encounter on his way 
to Friday prayer in the mosque. When Jesus appeared to him right at the front of the mosque and had a special encounter with him, his life never, never remained the same. And when he came over to the church to confess, he said, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I've instigated my followers to burn down churches. I've instigated my, my followers to hate Christians. And that is what a special encounter can do in the life of an individual. And that is why we, we always argue that religion has a place in society. Has a way of shaping people for a better life. I've seen people who should have constituted nuisance to the society, but because of the Christian message they received, they realized how sinful they were. And they gave their life to God. And they say, Lord, have mercy upon me. So the more of God we have, and the more of him we know, the more we realize that we are sinners. And the more we cry unto him for forgiveness. Patiently waiting for answers from God. Verse 5 and 6. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. And my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. The psalmist, having made his cry from the depths, from the depths to God, for help and forgiveness. He then was determined to wait upon God and the rescue he would bring. As Christians, we must learn like farmers that we can plant and reap the same day. We must learn to wait for God for answers after our prayers. Do not forget that Sarah waited for many years for the gift of the promised child. The man at the pool of Bethesda waited for 28 good years for his healing to come. Brethren, God's delay is never God's denier. That God does not answer you now doesn't mean it's not going to answer you tomorrow. That you are sick or that I am sick at the moment doesn't mean that the healing will not come tomorrow. God can decide to answer us now. He can also decide to answer us tomorrow. And that is why patience is very crucial in our work with the Lord. We shouldn't be in a hurry. We should patiently wait for his deliverance from the pit. Joyfully hope on God. Verse 7 
and verse 8. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. The psalmist enjoys Israel to hope on the Lord. For in God there is redemption. In God there is mercy. In God there is healing. In God there is fullness of joy. Hope is to every Christian as water is to every fish. Hope is to every Christian as oxygen is to life. The moment we lose our hope, that is the day we start dying. Our hope must always be alive. Knowing full well that someday God is going to bring our redemption, our healing. His mercy is going to overflow in our lives. And it is my prayer as we listen to this word and as we cry upon him for help and forgiveness, God will come down in his mercy, in his love to grant our heart desire. May God bless his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.